listening to Belt of Truth. Conversations arming laity, powered by the Armor of God Men's Movement. Visit our website at armingmen.com. We would like to thank local real estate agent Dominic Parsons for his sponsorship of the Belt of Truth podcast. Dominic is a full-time, dedicated, trustworthy real estate agent that is always happy to help answer your real estate questions. Reach out to Dominic at 260-271-9601 or send him an email at dominiccparsons at gmail.com. Hello, this is Bishop Kevin Rhodes of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. You are listening to The Belt of Truth. I'm so happy to be with you today to express my support for this podcast and my gratitude for spreading the good news of the gospel. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time and opportunity to just come and speak to you about our passions, our loves. We ask that this conversation be blessed and inspired by your holy words. We entrust all this as we pray together. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, friends. You're listening to The Belt of Truth. I'm Rob Gregory. I'm here with some friends of mine, Olivia and Ayla. Thank you for being here. Of course. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have some younger friends here with us, and we wanted to kind of uh, unpack something or have a conversation about a, a club that was started at your high school called the St. Gemma's Club. So, Olivia, you're a co-founder. Yes. So, tell us a little bit about this club. I kind of had this idea. Over the summer, I attended Damascus. We had these sessions there, and they were called women's session, and we called them WOSESH. I was thinking, why don't we have a community like this back at our school? Because I know that the boys had one, and that's St. Joseph's Club. And so the entire week, I was just like, I feel like we need we need a revival in women and in our school, especially since we're a Catholic school. And so I had come back, and um, it was kind of around the first week of school. I had gone to pastoral ministry to talk to one of our teachers in there, Mrs. York, and I was like, hey, like, I think that we should do something like this. And she said, well, there's been two other girls that have come up and told me the same thing. Wow. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, I'll have to talk to them and we'll have to get something started. And so I had met with them and we kind of had planned everything out and put it all together. And then it kind of just came to be. Talk about the name St. Gemma. Why, why did you guys pick St. Gemma? I had been praying about who would be a good leader for this club and someone that we could look up to. I know that's very cliche, but St. Gemma is my confirmation saint. And just the more I prayed about it, the more her name kept popping in my head. And I'm like, well, I want to be very biased and use my confirmation saint. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that she is such a good example of simple faith and a simple spirituality for Christ. And yet her actions were so large. She had actually, she had suffered for most of her life. Her mother had died at a young age of tuberculosis. And so she was the oldest girl in her family. And she had to take care of her siblings for a little while until she became ill. And then she was actually miraculously healed from that illness. And then she had moved away with her aunt and she had turned down two proposals because she wanted to focus on the love of Christ. And I thought that was very powerful because she was putting herself first and her learning more about her femininity and in within Christ and being able to express that and show courage and her independence as a woman. I just thought that was very powerful. 
And that's something that we could bring into our school and into this club is an example of someone who was so dedicated to Christ that her suffering only drawed her more towards him, more as a leader for young women. Sounds like an outstanding role model and someone to pray to regularly. So that's awesome. So walk us through a meeting. How's it work? So it's very relaxed, I'd say, because we have them on hour delay days. So we'll come in Wednesdays around like 8.15, 8.20, and then we'll all gather in pastoral ministry before we enter the chapel and just greet each other, you know, welcome new people. I mean, it's very relaxed. Like I said, there's been new people come or, you know, someone might miss a meeting and they'll come back, but um, we're always very grateful for new people. So we meet in there and then normally we'll make our way into the chapel. We have different things going on sometimes. So uh, a very popular thing we like to do is praise and worship. So we'll kind of get that set up. And then it's just really nice to be able to reflect before school and all together. And then we'll close in a prayer and we'll be off to school. It's just, Josh, I'm, I'm stunned that we keep hearing this over and over again, that these, these, these things are born from seasons and times, such as Damascus, just spreading fruit. And you have these youth on fire and they're coming to their schools and their churches and they're demanding more. What do you think of that? I mean, it's refreshing. It's absolutely refreshing, you know, just to be able to be in the spirit and then not only just feel or have an idea, but actually take the action to move forward and, and be able to have some counsel of, of, of people that can help guide you through those next steps. And, and that sounds like what has happened. Well, it's out, outstanding to have the laity coming together, these young women that are saying, no, we need more, we want more. And then they, they form it. That's just outstanding. So Ayla, you're a freshman and this is your first experience with the St. Gemma's Club. How, how do you like it so far? Well, I'd say coming from filling retreats and communities, stepping into that, especially being a freshman, is actually really, really comforting knowing that I have this community and I like didn't even have to ask for it. Just like show, like how God's showing other women, like the importance of community. Like it's kind of comforting to know that I have a foundation and other people help build that up. Yeah. It, it's obviously not the norm. It's countercultural for young women to seek this type of dynamic uh, relationship with each other and the Lord. So I, I applaud you deeply for that. So Olivia, what are some topics that you guys want to talk about in up and coming sessions? I know something that Ayla actually talked about last meeting. I believe it was you. Um, we were thinking of different ideas that we could do. Something that she had mentioned was stepping into the uncomfortable. And I just really took that to heart. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a great saying and something that we can think about moving forward. And so what I'd like to do is be able to have reflections of individual girls and them walking us through their faith lives so it can be a more vulnerable experience being able to build that community. So I'm kind of working on like an outline of topics to speak about, but I'd say more their journey of faith so far, maybe something that um, we could pray for them. Well, that's that's outstanding. So Ailey, you and I've talked a little bit about the fact that, you know, worth is important to you, the word worth and making sure that young women know that. Speak a little bit about that. Well, I think it's important because Today in our generation, we're being blinded by the true meaning of worth and beauty. We're being shown this fake version because it truly is fake what society thinks beauty is because they're not listening to what scripture says. They're not listening to what the, what God has to say about us. They're not thinking about 
what our Lord and Savior thinks about each of us individually because he made us with his image and likeness. He made us with his love. Therefore, we are loved, we are worthy, and we are truly beautiful. Talk a little bit about the post that you put on social media after your one of your last uh, meetings. It was pretty dynamic. You don't have to read it, but I mean, kind of tell us a little bit about what it said. It was actually at St. Gemma's Club where I got this calling to write this post. It was just about how... Like, it really saddens me how I see my sisters and, like, my fellow people I'm with, um, how they they don't love themselves and they don't feel beautiful. But, like, because we are children of God, we are beautiful. Like, we are the definition of beauty. And our community, our sisterhood, and our love for God, that is beauty. We, like, form beauty. And it was just basically, like, all about what true beauty is and how to like stay away from the fake lies that our generation tries to blind us with. And that's something you put on social media. What was the response? Oh, I got a lot of response. Everyone's just like, I really just didn't think about that. Like it's good to remind people. And that's kind of what St. Gemma's club is kind of like, it's kind of a reminder of our sisterhood and how we're like here for each other. So Olivia, so far, what's the attendance like? How, How many young ladies are you getting? I'd say like 15 to 20 on a weekly basis. And they're coming to school early for this. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I mean, so what is your goal in terms of this club? Do you want to take it to other schools? Do you want to grow it? What what are you thinking about? I think that my thought process right now is just being able to introduce people to this club and this, this authentic community because there's really nothing like it. Even like at our Catholic school, it's it's like people are blinded, like you said, and they don't understand the true beauty of themselves. So I'd really like to bring other people in. And that's that's probably my goal right now and probably the goal of the club. Awesome. Ailey, you and I have talked before about just the youth being on fire for the Lord, specifically the Eucharist. I mean, when I go to Mass, I see more and more young people on their knees receiving the Eucharist. Talk about why why is that so important to you? It's important to me because how I see it is if I had the Lord standing in front of me, I would get down on my knees because I know how like amazing and wonderful He is. I know how much He loves me that I think my immediate reaction is to get down on my knees. And that's just kind of like my way of showing Him that I believe that that is the Lord in the Eucharist. And like I believe that He died and is giving me the opportunity to receive Him because he loves me. So Olivia, are you seeing more and more young people receiving the Eucharist on their knees as well? I am, yes. And why do you think that is? I just think that there's been a fire ignited lately. And like I said, the revival is just coming through. And and it, it really starts with one person. And it's just, it's been spreading. And it's really beautiful to see. Well, you guys do praise and worship in your in your uh, meetings. Mm-hmm. How, how does that work for you guys? Because I've also heard that the, the younger crowd is seeking a different type of praise and worship, right? The music is, and we actually had a previous priest, a guest that said that he acknowledged that the music was not good. So how's your, in terms of just some of the the music at mass, like they think that it needs to change. How's Mm -hmm. your praise and worship at your, uh, at your meetings? Well, we really just have like playlists on Spotify and it's just like newer Christian Catholic artists. And I really think it's about like the lyrics in them. And it's not just like listening to it. It's understanding what's being spoken to us and being able to sit in the silence and listen to that. I don't know. I just... What do you think about that? I think 
knowing that the lyrics from the songs that we do prefer, knowing that it came from someone else's experiences and what they feel, it's kind of like it's kind of like going back to the whole sisterhood thing. Like it's people that you don't even know who put out music to help other people find themselves and find the pain and like give it up to God. So I'm going to use a phrase that we talk about in our household a lot. I have five daughters and uh, my wife is just an exceptional human being who's brought to light this concept of being a daughter of the King. So Ayla, why don't you talk a little bit about the fact that you've heard that before. What does that mean to be a daughter of the King? I mean, it's what I live by. I mean, to know that God made me, he took everything that I am and he formed each part. It just, it's so nice. It's like comforting almost to know that I am royalty and I expected, I expect to be treated that way from others. I expect to live that way as in I, I expect respect from others. What about you, Olivia? What does that, what does that phrase daughter of the King mean for you? I feel the same way. I think that it just, you know, that it gives you the title for other people to see you that way, see women that way. is It's like refreshing. I'd say comforting. I don't know. <laughs> do, do you guys, um, as part of the St. Gemma's Club, do you guys envision maybe bringing some priests in to have some, some discussions or be part of your meeting? Or is this just going to be a girl's thing and it's like no priests allowed? Honestly, I haven't really thought about that. I'm, I mean, we've kind of talked about ideas of what we had for the future of the club, but that's something that we could do too. We talked about meeting with the boys too and maybe seeing like their perspective on things and coming together and having a discussion, but that's still in the works. Sure. So if you guys met up with a boys group, what would you say to them? Say, talk, talk to the boys right now. This is what you need to know. I think going back to the whole worthiness and beauty, they have also been blinded and like about what true beauty is. So they expect and they seek different things. I think we could help open their eyes as long as as well as our eyes to show them what true beauty is. It's not our appearance, it's our hearts that was crafted by the Lord because the Lord is our father and he loves us. He's delighted in us. And he's truly in love with us because of our beauty and because he sees what true beauty is. So kind of like showing them what true beauty is. What about you, Olivia? If you had the the guys group in front of you, what would you say to them? Um, Honestly, I would kind of go along the same lines as well. And seeing the respect that women deserve and like their role in the church as well. But also talking about the complementary of women and men and how we work together to bring ourselves closer to Christ. So let's talk a little bit about what you young women are not getting right now from the church. What, what do you want to see more of personally from the church? I think more opportunity to talk and open up to other people because I think it's like it's always I think we're tying all back to the whole generation thing like we're all being kind of like told what it's, it's kind of like we want an opportunity to tell others what we think about our faith and like we instead of like being obsessed with posting on social media we want to be obsessed with spreading the gospel and we just want more opportunity I have a question mm-hmm. and it's in re- regards to the word modesty yeah and that topic is pretty near and dear in our household. We talk about it quite often and the importance of it. But what does that word mean to you? And, and is it important? Is it an important word, do you think, in today's society? 
I mean, yeah, of course. I think whenever, like, we want to be seen as beloved daughters of kings, and of just like we said, I'm a daughter of the king. Modesty, that is our foundation of how we show that. So I think it's very important to keep in mind and be modest. And I've actually heard priests talk about the fact that they, they do feel like fathers specifically are, are failing at instilling in their daughters that, hey, when you come to Mass, you're, you're, you're not wearing ripped jeans and you know, provocative clothing. You're, you're dressing appropriately for the king, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think when you have like media, I mean, Disney, you know, all these different, different, um, uh, media companies that are that are showing how you know, giving giving bad examples we feel of how we should conduct ourselves and it's a lot more than clothing right it's it's mm-hmm. attitude it's how we carry ourselves and and all those things and I, I just remember growing up hearing those words I just thought uh, what are you talking about but the older I get the more I realize that's that's important and I think it ties in with what you're talking about with the idea of you're the daughter of the king you're crafted and made you know with beauty. And what society tells us what beauty is, I couldn't agree with you more. It's contrary or contradictory to the words of Jesus in the Bible. So, Olivia, my question to you is, I mean, for at your age to be this bold and this ready to form something and create something, it's, it's definitely not normal and very um, worthy of praise. So, how impactful has your father been in your spiritual journey? My dad has been completely like he's probably one of my biggest role models in faith he he introduced me to the church him and my mom together he was actually a sacristan and he's been one for a long time and um, when we were younger he used to let us go up on the altar afterwards and clean everything out and I just felt so special doing that with him and that's just something that I'll always remember my father by is his faith and his willingness to take a role in the church and he would also tell us about how he goes to adoration and he makes time for God. He doesn't just set a time but he he goes to Christ and he makes time for him and I just think that's very bold and that's kind of the standards that he set for our family and going out of our way for Christ. And you've noticed it. Yes. And it's definitely impacted the way you think and feel today. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. So Ayla, I mean, we, we run a, a men's movement here to, to make men realize that they have to reclaim their priestly authority of their homes. What would you say to fathers out there in terms of what they need to know about the, the young women of the world today? I would say the best way to describe us women is probably fragile. Treating us as truly daughter of the king like we are fragile like kind of like think of us as like a glass statue like to treat it with care and respect because you're kind of building up the foundation of what the glass is on to fill it only with sturdy things if that makes any sense makes total sense so i mean olivia when it comes to the mass and going to mass, not only attending, but participating at mm-hmm. mass, did your dad influence the way you thought of that? Yeah. Taking part and listening to the readings and actually knowing what they're saying, he would explain them to us. Being able to discuss that with him was very powerful, just kind of like a learning point for for me. And it, it felt good to know that someone could actually make things easy for me to understand. Like, especially when I was younger, like he took the time to make sure that we knew 
what was going on and um, how we could take Christ's word for our own lives. But yeah, even beyond the readings, he would always be like, hey, make sure you're singing or, you know, singing is praying twice. So he'd always look down at my brothers and I and he was like, come on, guys, like start singing and making sure to uh, stress that the Eucharist is the source and summit and the highest importance of the Mass. That was also something that was very powerful and definitely a foundation that he's built for me and my family. That's outstanding. Ayla, what would you say to a freshman coming in next year at your high school in terms of what they need to know about the St. Gemma's Club and why this even matters? Well, our faith is our foundation. and It's how we live with joy. So walking in as a freshman, it's scary, it's new, and you just want to fit in. But I think the best thing I could say is don't don't settle for that. Be bold and even in your faith life, want want more. Don't settle for less or mediocre. Like thrive for more and be bold and help others realize that like they don't want what the world wants. Like want what the Lord wants for you. And I think St. Gemma's Club is like kind of like a call for that. It's like a calling for lost women that are like new to the high school world. That's great. So Olivia, if you had if you had two minutes to talk to Bishop Rhodes about the St. Gemma's Club, what, what would you say to him about it? I would probably start off by saying that, you know, it's this it's the safe place for women or even, you know, being a freshman, it's a safe place for new girls coming into high school and not knowing where to go or even, you know, seniors not knowing where to go, being able to find other girls that will help you through your daily life and your life at high school and your faith. You know, we're still young. There's still things that we aren't sure about or we're struggling about, but it's good to know that there are those people there for you and that understand where you're coming from and how to help you. Being more gentle in the way that we help each other is very nice too. So Ayla, how does it impact you when you go to the meeting and you guys have a conversation or somebody shares something about their life? What, what does that do for you? It helps me realize that I'm like not alone. High school, I think the best way to describe high school is a storm. Like it's crazy, it's loud, and it's hard to like see and what what's the right thing to do. And I think St. Gemma's Club helps me and even just being in that chapel and having that opportunity to be in that chapel, it's just the message like Jesus is the peace in the eye of the storm. He's the calm place to go. And the sisterhood is bringing me there. So hearing other people's experiences helps me remember we're all in the storm together, but Jesus pulls us into the one part of the storm that's peaceful and calm. That's great. So Olivia, I ask all the guests this final question. Are you hopeful? I am hopeful. I'm hopeful for St. Gemma's Club, and I'm hopeful for my future of faith with the people that I have uh, found around me. Yeah, just living life with Christ. Nothing better. <laughs> That's awesome. Ayla, <laughs> what about you? Are you hopeful? Absolutely, yes. And why? I think, I mean, my sisters around me, they give me hope. And everyone that like stops what they're doing to spend time with Christ in that chapel, that gives me hope, knowing that... I mean, they don't have to be there, but they still choose Christ, and Christ still chooses them. Well, you, you young ladies are an inspiration, I know, to Josh and I, and many, many more are going to hear this, uh, to, to prioritize uh, the Lord in your lives right now. 
again, that's countercultural. That's not normal. And uh, it's good. And I'm glad you're doing it. And I'm really glad that you guys uh, were formed that way. And uh, I appreciate everything you guys did today to kind of talk about your group. And I know many people are going to be inspired by this. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Belt of Truth, powered by the Armor of God Men's Movement, located in Fort Wayne, South Bend Diocese in Fort Wayne, Indiana. For more information about Belt of Truth and Armor of God, visit armingmen.com.